Candace and Ariel are not final girls. Candace is second to last at best. And Ariel is probably the killer. This podcast is intended for fools, haters, and Wikipedia summary readers. Listen on at your own risk. Welcome to our twisted mind. If it's not a good look, why do I wear it so well? Pardon me, I'm mistook. Your pretty face for someone else, but you just have to do. Because you see, it's getting to Not Your Final Girl. I am Candace, and I'm here with my co-host, Ariel. Hi. And from a cave with a bone bead curtain, <laughs> we're coming at you. Extremely stylish bone bead curtain. Yes. So today we've got, today it's just me and Ariel. We've had a lot of guests recently, but today we're just like, chilling yeah kicking it hanging out yeah it's just us so get used to that talking shit no talking shit Who no we're be? not maybe i might talk shit yeah we don't know you don't know <laughs> unpredictable <laughs> but <laughs> yeah we have two movies today we have a double feature that is Similar in weird kind of like backdoor ways, which is always fun, but mm-hmm. movies about getting trapped with a creepy borderline incestuous hillbilly family. I hate yeah. it when that happens. Yeah, apparently that's a whole it's a whole trope. It's a whole it thing. Is, it's a whole ass subgenre. Uh huh. And we have two kind of uncommon ones, which is exciting. Yeah. Two two dark horses. <laughs> or black sheep. I don't know. You decide. You you decide. Before we talk about those though, we watched a short movie and a short film. And we wanted to we we've been we want we've been wanting to talk more about short films because, you know, we talk about like full length films, but there's also a ton, a ton of horror shorts. And we've talked about some of them that like our guests have done sometimes, but we don't ever get very in depth about them, which is like kind of sad. And we watched this one that was called Wellness Check, and it's by Andrew Hada. And we just kind of, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. So here's our, here's our horror short segment. Horror shorts, horror shorts. <laughs> A beautiful okay. theme song. We'll workshop it. <laughs> It'll sound less like the Spider-Man theme song. Yeah, I it. mean, that is a, that is kind of your go-to. <laughs> it's kind of my go-to. I'll, I'll snap my fingers during it next time. It'll okay. Really fancy. I can't snap my fingers. It's a problem. I'm making promises I can't keep. So, yeah, Wellness Check is really short. It is a truly short, short film. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, uh, it's about, like, a lot of, we've actually seen a couple of these um, that, like, guests have made and just kind of on 
social media because short films are infinitely postable, which is nice. There, it's a kind of like quarantine FaceTime horror, which um, I feel like that's really similar. That's like really in the wheelhouse of like your favorite virtual horror subgenre, Ariel. Yeah, like the internet horror. Yeah, yeah. like the Den or um, Unfriended, my favorite Unfriended. franchise of all time. Um, the one that came out last year that was a Zoom call. Oh, what was that one Host. called? Host. Yeah, so it reminded me a lot of that because that one is specifically linked to the pandemic. So, um, But this one is, is very yeah short and sweet. It's on YouTube, so we can link it in the show notes for people to watch. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Check the details of the episode and you can find it. It's like five minutes long. And I mean, it's kind of carried by the performances. Honestly, I was pretty impressed. Yeah, I was... I, I was. It must have been so interesting because um, the director said he directed it. You know, all socially distant. That must have been such an interesting challenge. You know, <laughs> like yeah. But they're good performances, definitely. The um, the woman is super unsettling in it. Yeah, she's very good. Yeah. Yeah. So check it out. Yeah, we don't want to spoil it because it's so short that it would be <laughs> ridiculous. It's so it short that it would be. If we talk about it literally anymore, we will spoil it, so. It kind of reminded me, um, without saying anything, I guess, like, specific, but it had kind of a, fittingly, for our last episode we did, it kind of had, like, a little Tales from the Crypt, right? Like, this kind of um, mean turn to it a little at the end, which yeah. I enjoyed. Love a mean turn. So, yeah, if, you, if you've been going crazy during the pandemic, well... This this short film is for you. Yeah, other absolutely. people have been too. <laughs> we won't be going. Hopefully, we won't be going crazy during the pandemic for too much longer. So this will be like kind of a fun throwback <laughs> <laughs> to reminisce. Yeah, I get my uh-huh. second vaccination in a couple of days, so by the time this episode is posted, I'll be. Oh hell vaxxed. yeah! Me too. Hell <gasps> yeah! Wow, so vaxxed powerful podcast hosts. That's right. Cool live episodes. Here we come. Yes. But yeah, so this one's called Wellness Check by Andrew Hada, and it is on YouTube. We'll link it. And mm-hmm. yeah, if you know of any, if you have short films that you, short horror films that you really like, or if you make short horror films and you think that we would like them, I recognize that people can feel conflicted about their own artwork. But if you think that maybe we would like them, you should send them to us and we might talk about them on the podcast. Yeah, we that would be super fun. Please send yeah. us your shit. Fuck yeah. So onto the world of feature length films. Today <laughs> we have movies about backwoods creepy families. And one of them is the sequel to the granddaddy of backwoods creepy family movies. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. We also have Storm Warning, which is from 2007, which is a movie I hadn't heard of. Um, And we'll get into it. Yeah. Thirteen years ago, audiences across America were horrified by the savagery of a faceless killer. 
In the wake of this bizarre rampage, he vanished. Now, after more than a decade of silence, he has come out of hiding. Dog will hunt! Get that man! Let him face! Get that man! Dog will Hurry up! Let him face! Hurry up! Get that man! Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. The Buzz is back. Directed by Toby Hooper. Yeah, so I I think I have I I think I had seen Texas Mass Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two, okay. But I think I was like in and out of the room or something because I did not remember a lot about this. <laughs> okay, and with like um with the past I don't know five to ten years of movie watching behind me, uh, like uh, sort of under my belt. I feel like I saw a lot of stuff that I would never have thought of the first time I watched this, which is kind of fun. Yeah. It's, uh, it came out over 10 years after the original uh, Texas Chainsaw, which is like a very long time for a sequel. That's a, that's a while. It's a good while. And it's very, very different. Goes in a completely new direction. Which you have to appreciate, I think, because they could have just done the same formula, um, but has like enough callbacks that it's definitely, it definitely has like a lot of the same shit going on. Yeah, I feel like you, it, you say have to appreciate, but I feel like so many people hate this film, even still, maybe. Okay, and I will say, I completely understand why they hate it. <laughs> I'm um I'm not I don't have like the same emotional attachment to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as a lot of horror fans do. I really love it. It's probably I mean, aside from Evil Dead, which also has a whole lot of uh, parallels to mm-hmm. to this um, movie and sequel, I probably am as attached to Texas Chainsaw as like any horror franchise but I, I don't know like I think it's a little boring to consider the first movie to be like sacred or something but mm-hmm. it's definitely a parody sequel it's like ridiculous yeah this movie is batshit this is a batshit film and it is not at all like the first one's super somber some of it almost feels like a documentary right like the beginning it starts with like it gives you like the 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 text coming yeah, out of the, the beginning, screen. Yeah, it gives you like a Star Wars scroll of what happened in the movie beforehand. Which, if you haven't seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a group of friends goes on a road trip like you do, and then you know breaks down in the middle of nowhere, and they encounter a house. Uh, you already probably know where this is going, in which resides a terrifying cannibal family, and they're sort of um they're headed by this you know fucking creepy old guy but most importantly they have one of the sons is uh wears wears the leathered face of a dead person on his face and (laughs) runs around with a chainsaw and kind of gobbles like a turkey which is honestly really (laughs) unsettling like this sounds ridiculous but it's not it's It's really funny describing the texas chainsaw massacre to people who might not be familiar (laughs) Yeah, it's just take our word for it. It is scary. 
It's a yeah. scary movie. Sorry, I'm bad at describing things. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's hard to describe it. I mean, you said it's a, le- a man that wears the leathered face of yeah, a dead person. Of yeah. a former kill, so. That's it. You know he's serious. He's not fucking around, yeah. Yeah. So, he kills almost everybody, except for there's one person who manages to escape, and she's lost all her friends, and the Star Wars scroll at the beginning of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 informs you that she was able only able to tell her story after she was found before becoming catatonic. And so she... Um, there, she and her brother are both basically like lost, and their uncle has decided to has has never given up by like hunting the killer, even though it's been ten years. Which so the first time I watched this movie, which actually was not that long ago, um, I first watched it last year, I think, or the year before, and I missed that somehow. I missed that lefty the. Um, state trooper guy um or whatever he is is like related to the hardesties yes and so he goes off like in this whole movie is basically just him going off and i was like this guy goes hard for he's just in he's in it like and i guess because we've seen a lot of like maybe it's because i used to watch criminal intent as a kid so i was like (laughs) oh he's just like one of those he's one of those guys that just he's a loose cannon He's a loose cannon, and he's, like, so married to his job, right? Like, he's like, I'm gonna catch this criminal! So I had no... I did not have that connection the first time I watched it. Yeah, actually. And you know what? Reading... So he's wearing, like, a trooper uniform the whole time, but I guess at least the summary of this movie says that he's a former marshal. And so... I don't know. I guess he probably... He's, like, not even on the job anymore. They, like, took his gun and his badge and shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which actually makes some of the stuff he does make more sense. Yes, it does. They're like, we can't trust you anymore, man. You're not, you're not who we hired. Sorry. Yeah, he's he's pretty insane. Um, Dennis Hopper. Honestly, yeah. I'm gonna be real. Phoning it in. Like, feel- <laughs> he's he goes fucking insane, but also it just is. He's just being like, bah! he he said. Um, uh, he said later that this was like his worst role or like he hated this the most or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, he does not seem to be enjoying himself playing this role. He and it's sad because we know what it. Dennis Hopper can do. Yeah, but he also, I, like in other movies, he also does similar shit. When he goes off, it's always, I feel like it's always just Dennis Hopper going off. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I, I, I mean... like the hate playing. You can definitely tell it's like hatefully acting, and I kind of love it. I think it works for this. Yeah, role. You know what? Because it is not straight phoning it in. You can tell he's like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It lends a certain something to the performance. Man, that's one of those. Like you gotta, you gotta piss off your actor in just the right way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that makes sense because our. Our final girl in this is also she's her performance is really good. Honestly, I would say that she's I, w- I would say that she does a like in the upper levels of final girl jobs. She's she manages to play. Lot. She's you have to scream a lot. Like holy shit! Impressive. Yeah, yeah, and she does a she does a good job of portraying like being kind of paralyzed with terror and also. 
like kind of like bucking up against it. Like you can tell every time that she does something clever or, you know, um, fights her way out of something that she's super terrified the whole time. Um, she does a great job and I think her performance is great. Me too. And she also isn't, she never does anything. I, I don't think anyway, if I remember correctly, I don't remember ever being annoyed at something she did. I wasn't no. like, this is stupid. Why are you doing this? Like, Everything she did made sense. She seems super um, logical and, like, pretty resourceful in a really weird way, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. The whole, like, weird Leatherface shit with the chainsaw. Um, yeah. uh, so that's, that's like, an interesting one. I always, I really love, uh, I I wanted to, for, for a little bit, I wanted to pair this one. I was thinking about actually pairing this one with The Fog because, uh like a woman radio DJ. Like, I love that. Like that vibe, like such a cool yes. uh, character, which you don't get to see very often, but for some reason you do get to see it in the, in two great horror films. So. Yes, absolutely. That was, um, that was my first ever career aspiration. I wanted awesome. to be a radio DJ. I thought that would be chill. And I still do for the record. I do nice. have a podcast now, so that might see have something closer. to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Getting closer, getting closer. Maybe someday they'll let me do this for, like, hours at a time. I think it would be hard to talk that much. I think it will be. And it's also, like, so much timing. I feel like a lot of it you're just, like, waiting for your two minutes and shit. Yeah, that's true. But she does it super well. She's really good at it. So, Stretch, our main, our final girl, is DJing. And, at you know midnight or something like a, a like late at night when she keeps saying like ah, no nobody's listening so <laughs> which is exactly what i would do if i was dj too <laughs> but she gets a call from two fucking idiots who are on their way to tailgate in dallas which by the way this is also the most texas fucking movie you've ever seen right which i think you also have to appreciate the first yeah. one's far less Texas. I mean, definitely, like, backwoods and shit, but... But, yeah, it doesn't feel Texas-specific, like, anywhere backwoods. This is, like, could be no other state anywhere. It has yeah. to be Texas. Yeah. Yes, yes. Like, these motherfuckers are driving down a desert highway, shooting the signs on yeah. the side of the road as they go, and, like, they... So they call the radio station to be assholes and to scream at the radio DJ on the radio and shit. And she, for some reason, can't hang up on them. They have to hang up. So she's just going, hang up! Yeah, I don't get that. I think it was, like, tech malfunctioning or something. Something like that. She's definitely talking to her tech guy who's being like, I don't know. Yeah, then... L- yeah. his name's LG, right? I think. LG. <laughs> LG. And he, he's try- I think he's trying to do it, and it's just, like, not working for some uh, convoluted plot-related reason. So Yes. I guess so. Yeah, he's like, I'm trying. <laughs> oh, yeah. LG. <laughs> but, yeah, we got so much Texas in this. We have, like, a chili cook-off. We've got the... I don't know what, like, big football game they're on their way to in Dallas, but it's, oh, true. it's very serious business. And, yeah, so these guys are on their way, and they call her, and but they've also, in their sort of, like, asshole tour played chicken on the road with a truck that turned out to be the Sawyer family's truck. Oops. And Whoops. Which has a big old American flag on the back of it, by the way. We'll probably come back to that <laughs> whole aspect of the film. So, 
they're kind of, you know, bombing down the road, shooting stuff and yelling at this radio DJ when all of a sudden a man, um, the, like the truck that they fucked with earlier pulls up and a man with a chainsaw busts out of it and starts hacking him up, which is great. But they're also still on the phone and Stretch can't hang up. So their murder, their horrible, brutal murder is just sort of on the radio. And then... Also, Leatherface is like holding... At first, you don't know it's Leatherface. And you just see this like oh, weird yeah. scarecrow-like corpse. Like Honestly, I was like, what did they do to Leatherface? Why did they make his face like that? Yeah, I re- I actually I really like how that corpse looks, and I like um, just kind of how bizarre it looks that he's kind of waving around. Um, it's weirdly like simultaneously like kind of disturbing and unsettling, but also really fucking funny. <laughs> like both, yes. which this film does a lot of that. Uh, yes. both of those feelings at the same time. It does ride the line of that really well. Yeah. So yeah, he shoots the corpse, and it kind of falls to the side, <laughs> and then Leatherface appears. <laughs> And it's like a big entrance. You're like, oh, there's there he is. There's, there's our, our guy. Yeah. There's the boy. <laughs> so our son appears, Leatherface, yes. and hacks these dumbasses up like they deserve. That's and, right. Yeah. And it gets recorded on the radio. So because the murder got recorded on the radio now, lefty Dennis Hopper, who's been hunting the killer for so many years, he has a lead finally. But for some reason, when Stretch comes to him with the recording, he's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't need this from you. I don't need help from anybody. He's like, stay away. Stay out of my way. Which, I that doesn't make any sense. You don't have a way. (sighs) Dennis Hopper. I love this man. When he goes chainsaw shopping. Maybe we'll (laughs) talk about that later, but... He literally goes chainsaw shopping. Yes, he goes chainsaw shopping. He is, I guess, trying to fight fire with fire, fight chainsaws with chainsaws. And I, so he shows it, up in the shop and, and goes buck wild. I, in my mind, he was, like, trying to get into the mind of the killer. Like, I don't know if yeah. that's true at all, but I'm like, but he literally waltzes into this shop. He's double fisting fucking chainsaws. And then he's gesturing with them wildly in the middle of the store. And the owner's like, yeah, this is Texas. I mean, probably a normal day for him. But, like, <laughs> and it's so hilarious. Yeah, and he's also just wearing, he's, like, he's wearing his, like, increasingly, like, beer-stained, probably, Marshall <laughs> uniform. Yes. <laughs> just, like, running around the streets with chainsaws. Ah, the Lone Star State. <laughs> Well, there is very much, like, you mentioned, I, and we will talk about this, I'm sure. I guess we can talk about it now. It doesn't really matter. But, like, the Evil Dead. So, there, okay, th- first of all, there's a lot of weird correlations with this film and with Texas Chainsaw in general. Because um, I don't even know how to lay them out for the world. But, like, <laughs> one I was going to say is that, like, Texas Chainsaw came out and then Motel Hell came out. Which um, would also be a great double feature um, if you haven't seen Motel Hell. But um, it plays a lot on Texas Chainsaw. But then Texas Chainsaw 2 was gonna more directly parody Motel Hell to, like, layer the fucking... Oh, wow. (laughs) Like, can you imagine how meta that would have been? But (laughs) just... Um, But, you know, then you have Evil Dead, which you know started out with a serious movie much like texas chainsaw did and then comes out with evil dead 2 which is just a wacky doodle crazy and wild um 
you know, funnier film. And then there there feels like even the chainsaw connection, right? Like especially with Dennis Hopper's character in Texas Chainsaw too. Like there's there's some like Ash vibes, you know, some like very unhinged, yeah, old absolutely. drunk Ash vibes. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, that is like evil. The Evil Dead, like the first movie, is. I mean, it's like got humor in it, but it's definitely like a pretty straight like horror film. Right. And yeah, like Evil Dead Two is basically slapstick. Well, and, and it's, it's interesting great. because it and came it's, like, out beloved. It's beloved, and it came out a year after um, Texas Chainsaw Two. Am I correct in that? Or am yes, I wrong? Yes, it came out in nineteen eighty seven. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 came out in 86? Yes. So, obviously I'm not saying they were copycatting, because they were probably like making it around the same time. But, like, yeah. it's interesting to see the parallel in the trajectory, but how it worked. It, it You know, it, people loved it with Evil Dead, and people rejected it um, pretty soundly for Texas Chainsaw 2. And it's interesting, because I really... I, I'm like you, I don't, like, revere the Texas Chainsaw franchise or anything like that. There's not most, I feel like most horror is not sacred to me in that yeah, way. Yeah, I also feel like it's dumb to say like a sequel like ruins something for no. you. Like, bitch, just don't think about it. It's fine. Yeah, like it's okay to it be mad no about it. has no effect on the first one. Exactly. Like you could be upset, but like, yeah, it's not going to like ruin what already happened. Yeah, uh, just close your eyes. Close your eyes. <laughs> Plug your ears. Um, so it's weird that, I don't know, it's just weird that this one isn't liked because as someone who doesn't care that much about the franchise in general, I feel like it's delightful. It's just very fun. It is a lot of fun, I will say. And I do, like, I, I do have some things that I can I can see why people don't prefer it, for sure. It's definitely, like, it is definitely so wacky. It is so, uh, yeah, it's absurd. And in, in ways that, like, they've... So, after Dennis Hopper, like, rejects the evidence and stuff, they, they cover a chili cook-off, which the the um, Drayton Sawyer is... He won because he's, like, the fucking whatever, like, repeat champion fucking 10 years running or something. And he's like, I get, I get prime meat! And so <laughs> the Sawyers are, like... A fucking Sweeney Todd-esque, yes. like, capitalist, uh, like, small business family with a fucking American flag at the back of their truck. And I was like, I mean, I could definitely see how that direction um, makes them, like, how that kind of um, would not go over well with the people who originally um, came huh. to know those characters. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, there's a lot of that in this whole film. I mean, there's a lot of satire specifically of, like, American culture and capitalism. Even with, like, uh, Stretch plays the national anthem after after she airs the tape. Is that correct? Um, of the murder? Oh, I don't remember. Um, I'm pretty sure it plays on the radio at some point. Wow. And But is that's also, like, a callback to... Toby Hooper's uh, Poltergeist, where it plays oh, yeah. too. But um, uh, then at the and then the the what's the dad the Sawyer dad Sawyer Drayton daddy Sawyer. Thank you, Drayton he, Sawyer. <laughs> he goes off. He goes off about like 
how like American values have gone downhill and like yeah. he has this whole MAGA speech. Yeah, he's like he might as well like have Fox News on in the corner. Yes. Yes. I mean, Which, it feels like it makes sense for the it character. Honestly, you know what? It might just be, it, it might be, like, more understandable in light of, like, current year. I can yeah. see how people were upset by that move. But honestly, like, the Sawyers do not, okay, the Sawyers don't have much motivation at all besides their fucking yeah. freaks in the first yeah. movie, which is scarier, for sure. And I can definitely see how the turn of being like, no, it's because they're uh, fucking creepy American opportunists or whatever, like, makes it less scary <laughs> I can definitely see that yeah and it also takes several um, uh, it takes several turns like there's several points where you kind of think like okay this movie's about to wrap up not because it's too long like it's about I think it's about like 90 minutes and it's yeah. like it's a pretty tight 90 minutes like I'm not like checking my watch but it's just like the trajectory feels like oh okay well here we are this is probably the climax and then, like, Dennis Hopper busts through the wall with double chainsaws, and we have a fucking chainsaw duel. You know, and I'm like, okay, yes. I guess we're not at the climax yet. And then we climb into this weird boneyard, and I'm like, what's happening? It's yes. like yes. Lord of the Rings multiple endings, but actually good and horror. So Yes. So the first part of it is, yeah, basically basically just Stretch and Lefty kind of, you know, being annoyed with each other. Yeah. And... And you're kind of like, after a while, you're like, bro, I just want to see some more people get chainsawed. And then, because the Sawyers find out, there's a scene where, like, uh, Drayton's driving back to, like, the, driving back to the homestead, and he gets a call on his car phone, because it's 1986, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, what? What's on the radio? And, um, and so they, they get, I, I guess, like, they just go, because they're like, fuck you, how dare you record us killing someone? Yeah. Um, they just go to the radio station and um, there honestly is a really like nerve-wracking um, and kind of like a, a fucked up encounter with um, Chop Top who is not in the first movie but is a great character. Okay, he's so good and I um, in looking up stuff about this film so I don't know, I think this is true though the um, actor who plays him like, was a huge fan of the first film and made a short film, um, like a Texas Chainsaw short film, that Toby Hooper, the director, saw and was like, oh, if I ever make a sequel, I'm gonna put you in it. I'm putting this guy. And this, well, this guy's, like, he's in all the Rob Zombie stuff. Um, yeah, absolutely. Which uh, fits the vibe. Fits yes. <laughs> the vibe makes sense. But yeah, yeah this actually disturbing. does have, you know what? Okay. I've been, I've been thinking... This should have a Rob Zombie feel, I think. Um, yeah, that makes yes. sense. It feels like an early, like per, you know, kind of like I'm. I'm sure it's like an influence. It ha. I mean, like it would ha have to be right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you can kind of feel like the genre like shifting. Unfortunately, what I thought a lot instead of Rob Zombie was nothing but trouble. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. And we'll get to that because we have this really terrifying encounter in the in the studio, um, in, at the station where they, you know, uh, she has this really nerve wracking encounter with Chop Top, and you know, Leatherface fucking busts in, and it's really scary. Um, but then she follows them and ends up in like a den that really just all of the like set design <laughs> makes me think of nothing but trouble. Okay. Which I looked up and it didn't come out until 1991. 
So I think it was just, this was just the zeitgeist. This is the secret influence for everything that came after Yes, it. yes. Texas Chainsaw 2. That's it. Um, well, but and- yeah, so the scene with Chop Top is fucking terrifying because he's like, he's got like a weird like wire like hanger kind of deal. Yeah. He's weirdly like lighting, he's like lighting with a lighter and scratching his head with, which is the creepiest fucking thing you've ever seen. And then he licks it, right? Like, yeah. he'll, he'll, he does it. It's so fucking weird. You don't know. I think at that point you don't know because he still has his, like, he's wig still on. He's got a weird hippie wig on. I mean, so kind of, like, initial thought is, like, you know, this guy's a cannibal. So your initial thought, or at least my initial thought, was he's he's scraping his own skin off and eating it. Like, that's kind of where my mind went with yes. that. He's I mean, so I scary. Think, I think that is kind of true. I yeah. don't know, but yeah, he's he, this is really unnerving encounter that honestly feels very like true to life, like where you're in a room with a crazy person and you start out kind of trying to be like, okay, okay. He at one point says like, I know what you're thinking. This is weird, but I can handle it. And like that's such a fucked up thing for someone to say to you because <laughs> it's like, but you fucking can't handle it. <laughs> yes, because you have no idea what he's gonna do, and then. You're kind of lulled. It's it's a really great earned jump scare that happens in this moment because you're yes. totally like lulled into like not a sense not a sense of security but like like a, a certain level of scary creepiness with yeah like you know top. what it is right now yeah and then fucking Leatherface busts in he busts from... through the fucking wall yes and you're like, like the oh! man <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, he's, and he's so, he's going so hard that he doesn't even, he, like, knocks over Chop Top. Like, he doesn't even fucking yeah. care. Oh, yeah, he, he does. Out. He knocks over Chop Top, knocking his wig off, and so we see that he has this huge exposed plate on his head. Yeah, just a metal plate, because he was, uh, he was in Vietnam, right? He's, he's in Vietnam, which he literally goes, Nom flashback! Yeah, he does. This movie's completely worth it for Chop Top. Yes. And I really like Stretch, too. She's a great character. I, I, I say it's worth it for Dennis Hopper as well, just because of how hateful he plays it and how insane yeah. he is. But um, the int- this one has the interesting scene because it has that weird moment with um, Leatherface, when Leatherface corners Stretch, and his chainsaw is not working. And it becomes a completely overt, barely metaphor for him not being able to sexually perform yes and she fucking rolls with it instantly so that she can have some power in the situation and it enables her to not die yes yeah she flirts with him and kind of seduces him yeah it's it's a really interesting like i don't even know if i would call it like a turn of the normal but kind of you know like there's been a lot i think it was um is it carol clover that wrote yeah men women and chainsaws yeah yeah and they talk about stretch yeah she she talks about stretch a lot like i remember that featuring pretty prominently um as far as like her whole theory about like the bad guys and not being able like yeah the sexuality stuff with them yeah absolutely and that's um that's a a big parallel between it's a big difference between the first film and this film is that Sally does. Sally also kind of tries that. She says, like, I'll, I'll give you whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And they laugh at her. Mm-hmm. It's, uh... And so, definitely, I, I feel like this one has a much more defined sense of 
This one has a much more defined sense of what fear looks like to a woman, I think, than the first one does. Even though the first one is really fucking scary. Um, it is. This one definitely has, like, a, I think, a deeper understanding of, like, women in a dangerous situation. And Stretch is much more capable than Sally. So maybe that is why, like, you can get deeper into it. Yeah, she feels less like an archetype and more like an actual person yeah. in a way that's really interesting. Um, because, yeah, like, her doing what she did in that scene... First of all, there is an element of humor in it, while you're also freaked out for her. Um, and it also becomes an interesting metaphor, too, for... I mean, for, for sex, but also, of course, because he's a murderous killer, like, for rape, right? Mm-hmm. Um but it, it does something different with it, right? It's not like woman in terror, woman completely out of control. It's, well, woman freaked out, but also kind of handling her shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she's always, even you can always see her, like, thinking about what she's going to do next. Yeah, yeah. Which it, it is less, I guess in a way, I mean, I think you're right, it understands that element better but it also is probably objectively less scary i guess because if you're identifying with a final girl if you're being forced to identify with a final girl that like is an archetype and is only just like very afraid right and like barely escapes with her life that's scarier than like someone who's handling her shit and yeah is in trouble but like is handling it yeah that's true um, you kind of, I mean, you're also, like, invited to identify with Stretch a little more, I think, because yeah, she's just someone whose actions make more sense. Mm-hmm. You never, yeah, like, you're right, you're never, like, yelling, like, why would you do that at her? Yeah, instead, I'm like, oh, shit, good idea. Like, yeah. it's kind of like that. Yeah, so she, she escapes from Leatherface basically because she charms him, and he tells Chop Chop that he killed her. I mean, he just doesn't say that he didn't, I guess. He's too so embarrassed. He doesn't gobble about it at all. And <laughs> yeah, he just he just kind of leaves. And um, they they do kill her, her producer or whatever guy. Um, I don't know yeah. what you call things at a radio station. I don't have that job yet. But if you want to give me that job, I'll learn it. <laughs> but they drag that guy out of the studio because they uh, they beat him, presumably to death. And she decides to follow them so that they can't get away. Because that's that her is first a, thought. That is a dumb moment. That actually that is, is a dumb moment. That is dumb as fuck. And Which she's I was... supposed to, like, old boy's supposed to come and meet her. I'm like, why are you so... Maybe she just, like, is horny for him. So she's, like, trying to be like, well, I gotta catch those motherfuckers. Maybe. I don't know. That is the one weakness where I was like, stretch, no. Mm-mm, you're better than this. Yeah. Yeah. But she wasn't. She was not better than this. No. So she follows them for, like, I mean, that's very heroic of her. And then also Lefty follows her, and then she falls through a trap door (laughs) in the fucking street. Which is very nothing but trouble. She falls into nothing but trouble land. It's basically the bone stripper. There's, (laughs) There's bone bead curtains. There's bone everything. Yeah. It's bone town there's like there. some like carnival imagery and shit like if you haven't it, seen nothing but trouble it's also a heavily it's a hotly debated movie <laughs> as to its quality <laughs> um it's got I, a certain genesis quap i really want this to be a haunt um yeah like i want i, I this is not a universal joint but like 
you know, like, I want someone to do a Texas Chainsaw 2 haunt. That would be so fucking cool. So. I want to walk into a room that has that, like, table set up. Oh, when they have dinner? Yeah. I loved the dinner scene, and I also feel like it's kind of a callback. Um, I mean, it's much wackier, but, like, it's a callback to the first movie, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, this is basically Stretch is crawling around in the Bone Stripper area for a long time, and uh, she encounters Leatherface, who she's kind of like, do you still like me? And she asks him (laughs) to help her. But he's reverted to his old ways, and he gets caught by uh, by the other Sawyers. But not so. before Leatherface has he has skinned the face off of LG, her yeah. producer, and in an attempt, some sort of misguided attempt, I think, to like hide her. Um, yeah, he maybe puts, he is trying to help her. I don't know. I think he is at that point, um, and he puts LG's face on her. Um, and gives her, like, his hat. And so then she has to dance around with this dead man's skin on her face. It's pretty horrific. And Yeah. Great. Yeah, imagine somebody putting your friend's face skin over your head. What a fun mental game to play. <laughs> let's, let's imagine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Imagine, listener. Imagine it. Take a second. This is, like, meditation, but, like, real fucked up. Yeah. Like, the worst visualization meditation you could ever do. Yeah. Inhale deeply. (laughs) So, yeah, she's got that going on. She's got her, like, hands tied behind her back. And um, that's when LG, like, springs up because he's not quite dead. (laughs) And Unbel- this- like unbelievably, but yeah, very unbelievably, but that's fine. Whatever. And he's a gentleman to the end. He <laughs> unties her and rescues her, and then he says, "It looks like I'm falling apart, darling." <laughs> and he dies. Doesn't he go, "Ah, shit," or something? Yeah, that's he does. Like, it's worse. <laughs> he does. I hope that's how I die. I mean, not with my face cut off. I God, I hope not. Yeah, please. But good last words, yeah. Yeah, really great last words. So he dies, um, (laughs) yeah, kind of seeming mildly inconvenienced. (laughs) And that's like, I mean, she gets free. And at some point, Dennis Hopper, he's like also down there. He's like gone down there and he's like weirdly, he's fucking like doing like a mantra and like, you know, charging forward and screaming and chainsawing things. He's singing fucking uh, Bringing in the Eaves or whatever it's called, that hymn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's singing hymn. Yeah, he's like, it's echoing in the chambers and, and the family's like, what the fuck is that sound? <laughs> oh, yeah, because the dad is like, do you enter American homes that way? Singing like that? Yes. He's so fucking mad about it. For the harvest and the time of reaping, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the season. Boys, boys, boys. What the hell's going on here? That the American way of entering a man's home singing like that? I don't care who sent you. I'm the Lord of the Harvest. Who's that? Some new health food bunch? Yeah. Fucking current GOP. Yeah. Um, <laughs> congressman. Yeah. He's, um, yeah, he's 
they're hanging out. He's busting around, and they, um, they yeah, they they do the dinner scene again from the first one. There's Grandpa hanging out. Um, it is legitimately super scary. Like this part is pretty scary. And um, yeah, Dennis Hopper comes through the walls. The whole thing like ends up blowing up. <laughs> Um, Stretch uh, has to face Chop Chop like one more time and um, she also finds their mummified grandma who's yes. holding who's, who's holding a chainsaw like it's a fucking like uh, <laughs> Egyptian tomb or something yes uh, yes it's pretty cool so then she has to like she has to fight with the chainsaw and fucking you know I don't know, conquer the fear, kill, and, well, she doesn't, I mean, Leatherface is, like, chainsawed through at the end, so, but is yeah. he dead? There is a Chainsaw Massacre 3 that I have not seen. I don't remember, I have not, I don't or know if Chop like Top actually, I don't know if Chop Top comes back. I feel like he might not. Yeah. But I don't know either. This is as far as I went on the Texas Chainsaw bus, so. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, she um she ends it having like conquered the beast or whatever and she waves her chainsaw around all fucking crazy and screams. Much like Leatherface at the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see why I guess I can see why people would be mad, especially if you love the first one, because it does feel like this whole movie is Toby Hooper just giving a middle finger to people who liked the first one the full time. Uh, but he but does. That's so funny. It's so funny. Like in a meta way, it's also funny. I guess he had said like he was upset because he said, well, the first one's a satire and you, you fucks didn't get it. So here's another satire. Eat your heart out. You know what I mean? Like, I think it was yeah. something like that. Like there, there was a little of that. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of animosity in this movie that I feel like is very electric. I love it. Yeah, that's fair. It feels like a resentful movie. But also it's super funny. It's super funny. And I'm thinking I'm thinking about the parallel though between like both dinner scenes, like in Ch- Change on One and Two. And I can also see why, like, in the first one that dinner scene is so fucking scary because it feels like a totally different tone. And in this film, it's almost like he's like, let's just take the dinner scene and make it 90 minutes as far as the tone, which works for me. But like, I can understand if if you're not signing up for that, that would be it might make you mad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if Toby Hooper suffered from the issue that a lot of creators of really popular things and especially like kind of cult classics have run into where they like get like after a while they're like i can't fucking stand my own fans (laughs) maybe and so they have to kind of say fuck you to them i think that if you're a fan of something you should like having the creator say fuck you to you i think you have to just not only accept it but you have to learn to like it and be like yes i deserve this (laughs) yeah i think if you want your the creators you like to be human beings and be able to like function in that way yeah i would it's much more honest for them to have these reactions and yeah i think you have to i think you have to appreciate an artist who is not nice to you yeah (laughs) yes and he was not that's uh that's for sure but i think it makes a great i don't know i think it makes a great movie i think this film is 
uh to use like one of those overused words i think it's underrated i think it's a really really good one and it's funny that more people don't talk about it because we even talked about we're like we could talk about the first texas chainsaw but everyone talks about the first texas chainsaw let's talk about the second yeah there's nothing else we can say about the first one but the second one that's right in our wheelhouse that's right going after those hard hitters that's what we're all about yeah Boating and uh, we got lost. We saw your light. You thought you'd make yourself at home. You fuck about in the water. Treat yourself to our private fucking property and then you bitch and moan because we ain't got a fucking phone. We've got to get out of this house. They will not let us go. Get the fucking truck! What? Not what I want. My father said to me once to catch a mad dog. You must think like my dog. Only matter. Another another kind of misunderstood movie, including like definitely I was skeptical at the beginning. Um, we have Storm Warning from 2007, which coincidentally is the same year the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 was released in Australia. Ariel shared yeah. this tidbit. Which So that was a funny thing that I did not know before deciding on this double feature. But yeah, um, the much like the first Texas Chainsaw, like the second one, people were mad at because it was violent or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, Australia was like, fuck you. We're not going to have it for 20 years. 20 years. Um, apparently, I think you could. Um, there was like a bootleg version or something like that. Like there was like a VHS floating yeah, around. Yeah, I'm sure intense. people were watching it who wanted to watch it. Yeah, but then it, it was finally released. Like people could get it easily. Um, yeah, when Storm Morning. Well, it's interesting too because I know we'll talk about it, but like Wolf Creek came out, I think, in 2005. And Wolf Creek is like kind of what kicked off a rash of like torture porn, uh, like a new wave of like Australian torture porn. Yeah. Um, so it's funny that that came out in 2005. I think it was just people forgot about Texas Chainsaw 2. That's what I think really happened. Yeah, like, I think so too. <laughs> and they're like, let's try again. It's been 20 years. And people are like, yeah, we don't give a shit anymore. We got yeah, Wolf Creek. Fine. We're good. Yeah, 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 that's true. That had Wolf Creek hadn't happened and opened the gates to Australian horror. Yeah. Yeah, so this one's very in the vein of Wolf Creek, which, Ariel, you still haven't seen, right? No, I need to see it. I have not. It's good. Okay. It is good. It's very scary. And it's like torture porn in the woods, right? Like kind Torture of thing? porn in the woods. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we have, again, people stumbling into a house in a place where you probably don't want to fucking go into a random house, but that's cool. Very, like, very much a setup like Texas Chainsaw the first. Yes. Yes. And it involves... An infuriatingly stupid, infuriatingly stupid man making all these decisions, and his wife, right? I think um, his is wife, yes. He and like, his he and his gorgeous French wife, who is yes. very, um, who's very like proper and kind practical. Of yeah, very practical. Unlike this idiot. Okay, so yeah, this man's okay. This man's a yuppie <laughs> lawyer, which we'll hear a lot from the people they run into <laughs> later, mm-hmm. and. He thinks he can have a boat because that's what happens sometimes, I guess. So he takes his gorgeous French wife, who doesn't deserve this, on a boat. 
to fucking go fishing. Like, awesome. Honestly, I'll go fishing. Just get to know how. And he does not at all. He beats a fish with a champagne bottle? Terrible. This man knows absolutely nothing. God, dude. So, I mean, the beginning of Wolf Creek, like, invites you to like its characters. Okay. A lot. And this one is, um, no. Like, you don't, I mean, you don't know how to feel about, like, either of them. Like, it's like, oh, God, these fucking people. Yeah. Um, he gets lost because I guess you can't, I guess you gotta go find the fish in faraway places. Well, and he, he doesn't grounds, get lost. He, like, runs up on land. Well, um, he decides, he decides, because she's like, hey, should we just go back the way we came? Because that's the thing we should do. That's and a he's like, thing to do. no, you see this little inlet? This inlet right here? This is gonna be fine. I'm like, this is fucking Australia. Presumably you live here. Like, you know that, like, the wildlife is out to fucking kill you in Australia. Yeah, why they don't even have normal bugs there. I wouldn't do that in America. No, I wouldn't. No. Mm-mm. But he does. This guy does. In Australia. Yeah, so they end up wandering around the outback, which she is understandably upset about because they're going to be stranded all night in the fucking outback wearing wetsuits. And he yeah. says, well, it's fine. We just have to get over it. <laughs> so... They're, they're getting a divorce guy. when they get back. They absolutely have to. Come on. Dude, how do you... I mean, in general, what do you do with your life? Anyway, so... Yeah, yeah they they find a house, and they just go inside it, because you do that, and he goes into the back shed and just kind of peeps in, sees they're growing a bunch of weed. Oh, no, not marijuana! So... Then they, they, yeah, they wander around the house. She fucking puts on their blanket and stuff. Even after they, like, saw a truck... Um, that people were, like, outside of beating someone. Yeah, not too far away. And it's pouring, by the way. There's, like, a huge, like, Australian storm. It's pouring outside. So it kind of makes sense that they would seek shelter. But, like, this house is inhabited. And, like, not inhabited in a way that's, like, oh, look at this, like, William-Sonoma interior. It's, like, derelict. (laughs) It is nasty and dirty inside. Like, people that that live in here, like clearly don't give a shit they do not give a shit it's like it is it's fucking like silence of the lambs yes you have to not stay in it's fucking it's like resident evil like it feels like it literally feels like a resident evil video game yes like what's wrong with you guys so they make all the worst decisions you've ever heard of leading them to this place where they are in these people's house, these people come back, and they're like, what the fuck? Who are you? And they point guns at them. And honestly, they're trespassing! So... I mean, yeah, this is like a Goldilocks in hell situation. And yeah. it's, it's their fault. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, of these men who just... Who they fucking just saw kill someone. Mm-hmm. And they also know about the massive amount of weed that they're growing, that if they lose it or get in trouble with the law... They'll be fucked forever. So, I mean, honestly, he kind of did this to them. These people kind of did this to themselves. Yeah. Yep. Couldn't handle the rain? Really wanted to get murdered, apparently. I mean, you're safer in a cave. Take your chances with the bears. Yeah. (laughs) For all of our listeners out there, if you ever get stranded, do not walk into a creepy fucking house. No. Especially not in the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm Mm-mm. There's caves and stuff. There's caves. The bears are nicer. The bears are fine. They're probably fine. They don't even care. 
Well, this reminded me also of another movie, uh, speaking of bears, called Backcountry, which does not have, like, crazy backwoods, like, hillbillies, but it does have a murderous bear and an idiot husband who makes bad decisions and gets them in the lost in the goddamn backcountry, and then a murderous bear decides to stalk and kill them. I hate to see it. It's pretty good. So, it's yeah. another good woodsy one. But, yeah. Also... I don't even know what to say. Like, don't listen to don't listen to people in the woods. If people think they have a good idea in the woods, be like, no, we don't have ideas here. We're just gonna we're just gonna go there and back. <laughs> you take no shortcuts. So, yeah, these people are basically held hostage in this house by these uh, fucking three scuzzy, creepy dudes, and then they're later locked in the barn. And this woman learns to become a killer, which is not a turn I took. I saw this movie taking. No, did not think that we were gonna go home alone on this shit. Oh my god, she goes, she goes, Hellraiser, home alone. Oh, so I'm just gonna good. tell you guys that I know this movie's not one that um, I think most of our listeners are going to have seen. Yeah. So um, I'll probably like. Uh, I mean. You should watch it, but we're gonna we're gonna probably spoil it uh, yeah. like too much uh, past this. So yeah. if you're interested in watching this movie, you should watch it. Um, it's it's really fun. I think it's, it'd be a it's fun one. Really fun for torture porn. It really is, and I think it'd be a really fun one to watch. Um, you know, we're all you know getting vaccinated, living our best life. So when you're vaccinated and it's good to go, like this would be a really fun group watch. Yes, it would. Yeah, it would because it's got a lot of it's got a lot of like cheering gore scenes. Yeah, it is fun torture porn, huh? Because sometimes torture porn is um, the opposite, which I know is like the point. You know, I know. I was gonna say I'm I'm tempted to even say that this is this is like deceptive, like it's not actually torture porn. Yeah, even though you think it's about to be. Um, Yeah, because of the turn it takes, because of the your next turn that it takes. It is that level, and you're right. Maybe it isn't really torture porn. Like, it has the trappings, and it did get... It was not well-reviewed when it came out, um, uh, because people were like, this is torture porn, so we hate it. Yeah. Um, but I think you're right, it might not be... I mean, not to disparage, like, at the risk of being, like, not all torture porn, I yeah, this might not actually be torture porn. Yeah. I think, I think on some level, torture porn has to, like, make you the opposite of amped like you have to like feel bad <laughs> inside and yeah. um this one um, yeah you're like fuck yeah yeah <laughs> and she does too at one point like she after she kills someone she like growls she's like Ugh! yeah like, oh my god like the way she plays it is very sexy honestly you love to watch a woman find the killer inside it's true yeah um this one does something really interesting with I mean, particularly because these men are super interested in this woman because she is super sexy. She's super hot. She's very sexy. And she's French. And she's French. So that's even even more. And you're you're worried for her in that way where you're like, oh, my God, like, obviously this couple is going to get fucked up. But, like, is there going to be, like, some sort of rape scene that I have to endure? Like, what's going to happen, you know? Um and, you know, while you're mentally preparing for that, well, it turns out she is also mentally preparing for that. And <laughs> yes. more than just mentally, she's like, 
okay, well, they're going to rape me, so how do I fuck them up when they rape me? It is... Yes! It's like amazing. the pragmatism this woman possesses. Yeah, you um, like uh, it, it's like a and it's like a Chekhov's gun kind of situation because she does it immediately, like when they get locked up, and it takes a really long time for it to come back. Yeah, does does she? Because she has something at first that I think she does, but then I think she actually does something else. Um, it. We can talk about it, right? Yeah, we can, can we... just talk about it. Yeah, because she's gonna put something up there to like make sure that she fucks some shit up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, at first, it it looks like like she ends up putting the bot like a bottle, right? Like she ends up putting a broken. Yeah, it's, uh, I realized what she was doing. She was holding a person bottle cap that's okay. like fucked up. It's like you know, like she like bent it all like jagged. Yeah. Um, and then she attached it to the bottle. There and we stuck go. It up there. Um, okay. Because I was worried about it the whole time. I'm like, that's gonna hurt you, my dude. That's what um, I was worried about. Trap up there. I'm like, how are you gonna like? Are you like Kegel Queen? Like, are you oh just my gonna God, like, it hold it so, in place? Yeah, like, oh, I'm so strong. I will not move this thing. Like, okay, holy shit. But like, no, okay, it's the bottle. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um. So there's a, <laughs> there's a trigger warning on this. There's a lot of sexual assault in this movie. Yeah, there so. is. Yeah. Um. And, and, it's something- and just like building like creepy like uh it's um it does make it I, I hesitate to say it but it does make it fun I've never- it does yeah i've never well that's the thing it's like i think trigger warning super fair and i think if like if sexual assault is like a trigger yeah you're not gonna be able to do this but like I mean, it's like, not... it, the same thing happens in teeth and we fucking hated teeth we it's hated just teeth. this has yeah. a different um this is a different vibe to it <laughs> It doesn't feel like, I don't know, this one doesn't feel tongue-in-cheek somehow. Like, it feels a little bit more brutal about it, and it's, normally, like, you know, I'm not one to, to, like, I don't love sexual assault in film. I'm not saying you can't do it. Like, I'm not one of those people that's like, you can never, like, we must never speak of this, you know, and it cannot be done artistically. But I'm just like, usually if it happens, even if it's, like, really excellent like the nightingale is a great film mm-hmm. i'm probably never gonna watch it again and it ruined me i don't like She's seeing hard to it. watch yeah. yeah um but this film i'm like oh okay this is the way that i could watch this and be fine yeah. with it yes okay yeah yeah so <laughs> she not only does that but she sets up a bunch of like she well i think she just sets the one trap well, like I mean, the one in the vagina is a trap for sure. But she sets, um, she sets like a wire trap that strings a dude up like Hellraiser style. Um, oh like, my god, wet. it is so glorious the way that that fucking he's just he's just hooked, literally. Yeah, and it's so like brutal. Um, later on, <laughs> later on, like a car starts to pull out and pulls his body along with it. <laughs> Oh god, or that's whatever the fucking weird ve- whatever vehicle he's driving at the end that has like the like fan. Oh, the swamp! Thing. It's the swamp uh, vehicle, like, like a, a gator. Swamp. Yeah, something like that. Is that it? I don't know. I don't know what aquatic vehicles are. I'm sorry. So it's some sort of swamp vehicle. That's all I know. Yeah. So yeah, this movie is um, silly as hell. Uh, it's, much it's like honestly, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, it's a little like 
it, it's way more brutal and like fucked up which like Texas yeah. Chainsaw 2 has a lot of good gore so I definitely don't want to knock that at one point yeah. Dennis Hopper kicks a wall and just a bunch of guts fall out pretty good yeah yeah gross <laughs> but that one's way more gross out and this one's more like it's like brutal it is brutal and I wonder so since I haven't seen Wolf Creek like where like I've seen that people are like, this is just a Wolf Creek knockoff. Like, does Wolf Creek has a, have a similar turn? Is you know it different? I think Wolf Creek actually has a character. It hasn't even been that long ago that I've seen it, but um, it it has a character who like has his face like kind of hooked, fucking in really? a fucked up way that he has to like it, like in kind of like a saw machine that he's got to like you know fucking saw the movie, not like a actual saw. Right, right, right. But he has to like fight his way out of or whatever. So I think that's the thing that happens. I can't remember. I know he's stuck with like huh. something like through his skin. Yeah. And Interesting. Yeah. So no, it's really, really similar in structure. It definitely it has it it has to do with Wolf Creek. It's definitely like speaking to yeah. a movie like that specifically. So Does um, it have like the turn with the no, not it... at all. It's just okay. um, Wolf Creek is um, definitely just like straight slasher-ish. Okay. So. That's so, yeah, what I wondered. It, yeah, it doesn't like turn the violence back on the dudes like this one does. They, um, yeah, like these motherfuckers get pulverized. Like, one gets hacked up in the fucking fan. One gets uh, his dick ate by dogs. Oh, yeah. After, after getting his dick get bit by a jar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of dick biting. Yeah, Yeah. there's like lots of genital injuries. What happens to the other guy? Oh, yeah, Hellraiser. Duh. Yeah, Hellraiser. He's the first yeah. one. And it's, his it's... body's just chilling. She just covers it in a tarp. Yes. Which she, I mean, I'm gonna just suspend disbelief because... You hellraisered him. There'd be blood everywhere. Be blood but there's also everywhere. like a dripping wire with like some flesh hanging off of mm-hmm. it for a while, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, this one's just really fun. You're right. Like you do feel kind of amped. Like when you start to know what's going on. When she's like pacing around in the barn, you're like, okay, what's gonna happen? What's she gonna do? Yeah, yeah. So she successfully fights back and like takes their car takes their truck after having to go back and get the keys which i guess is i was gonna be annoyed if the keys were just in the ignition but still so yeah a nerve-wracking moment i suppose and then they just they just run away which is not the end of this i feel like it can't be an end to torture porn yeah i agree i can't end that way they're going off to yeah uh never see each other again i want to say i mean i hope i hope she drops him off at the hospital and is like and is like goodbye deuces you've ruined my life i am clearly the better uh person in this couple and i need to find someone who is not a piece of shit yeah see you later that's the only way that it ends that's the only she way she often becomes an assassin <laughs> she's she's hired by like some shadowy umbrella organization like yeah yes wow amazing sequel i think the world's ready i think it's interesting because i think you're right this film is like your next it has that turn um so this is another film that i feel like 
kind of got uh kind of fell by the wayside but does stuff that is similarly kind of beloved in other i mean your next is still different in tone because your next is silly like it's definitely like they're having a lot more fun with it than i think storm warning is like i don't know if storm warning is doing it to be silly even though it sometimes comes across that way like in a good way yeah but i don't know how like self-aware it is yeah it's true the um the setting in your next works better um there's just something about a family getting crossbowed over dinner pretty good it's really nice that you love to see it's pretty good it's just interesting because i do think um if i remember correctly like kind of reading reviews and people are like well this doesn't do anything different and i'm like i think it does it like totally i actually does. did we watch the same movie did you turn it off before she goes ape shit in the barn like what <laughs> like what are we even having this conversation yeah. about because it's very different from yeah what you would expect yeah absolutely and i will say your next makes some attempt to explain why its final girl can do all this shit. No one ever explains why this woman can just build a razor wire trap. Um, it's it's extreme final final girl trope. Um, which kind of makes me love it even a little bit more. But you're yeah, right, like it, it's amazing. Like it, something is unlocked. It's you know like oh uh, this is my role to play. So suddenly I have these skills. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is pretty, it is pretty dope. He's, and he's done such a terrible, she's let him have the wheel for the whole movie, and he's done such a bad job that, like, at one point she's just, uh, that's what, when he's, like, questioning her on, like, putting the fucking jar up there, um, up her pussy, and mm-hmm. she's like, uh, she's like, well, are you gonna stop him? <laughs> yeah. And no, he's not. That's true. I didn't really think about how everything leading up to this like she has let him lead and including when she's thought different than him well she's she's thought different at almost every step every every step she has expressed an opinion that has been like some summarily like dismissed right um and finally when he can't do anything he's in it it really takes him being incapacitated for her to be like okay well fuck this yeah. I guess I have to do this shit now. So, it, um, and I think the part, like, the lead up to the part where she totally has that turn in the barn is, like, very scary. And you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. You're like, am I just going to see these people tortured and die? Like, is this what, because it there is some it, of that. It brings it up to the point where it would become torture porn. Yes. I mean, she has to kill a little, a little baby kangaroo. Yeah. It's extremely upsetting. Yeah, it is. It's definitely, it's, it is like, and it's very tense. Like, there's a whole section of it where they're like, yeah, we could stay here tonight. Could you drive us back to town? And it's like, bro, they're not fucking driving you back to town. Why do you keep asking them if they're, you need to just run. You need to run out the door. Yeah. And run in a zigzag pattern so they can't hit you. <laughs> they're never driving you back to town. Like, like go hide in the woods. Um... Go yeah. live with the bears. Yeah, those the brothers play it really scary, and it's also great because like the whole time, um, they keep they're scary as fuck, and they're mean, and they're unstable, and they're but if they get too loud, they're like, "Shut the fuck up, we're gonna wake up dad," and you're like, 
who the fuck is this guy that they're afraid of him? Yes. I don't want to see the dad. I don't want yes. him to wake up. And you know he is. Like, that's a that's another ticking time bomb, right? This film sets, like, several ticking time bombs where you know that's going to go off later. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And he is extremely scary. Yeah, in a very average, almost, kind of way. Like, in yeah. a way that's very brutal, but, like, doesn't feel... It's not like Chop Top. It's, like... This could be a thing. This could no, be a dude. flashback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I love Shop Top, but it's yeah. It's definitely more like realism, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and Wolf Creek derives from the same kind of horror. There's definitely like a, like, there's a moment where you're like, oh, people are just like looking, like, you're in the outback and there's dudes just like ogling these girls you're with. And they, um, then they run into a guy who seems like he's I mean, their car is fucked, what are they gonna do? And mm-hmm. he says that he can fix it and drive them back to town. He seems fine, but he is a random just dude who lives in the outback and we mm-hmm. already know what it's like. And so there is like a like a while where they're like, Do we trust him? I guess we have to <sighs> and you know what's gonna happen and then it slowly gets fucking more fucked up. And it does. It feels very realistic. Yeah. And this kind of, yeah, it, it like definitely draws from the same well of scares, for sure. And then it just goes just out of left field. Yeah, and then it just takes you in the complete opposite direction and fucking like runs them back over. Yeah, and there's almost kind of a euphoria there where you're amped because you're like, yeah, she's going to kick some ass. But there's also kind of that euphoria of, like, narrowly avoiding torture porn. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I've never experienced before. Because if you watch torture porn, it's torture porn. And you're like, fuck, mm-hmm. I'm going to be destroyed. I'm going to be bummed you, out. Yeah, you're like, yeah, this is, what's, this is what I'm doing with my night. But, to, like, it gives you this kind of high where you're like, this is it. She just killed a baby kangaroo. I don't know what's going to happen. But then you're like, oh, shit, it's not torture porn. Just kidding. And you're like... Yeah, you're a little bit drunk off of the change. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, the ending is, like, uh, it, it does get just funny. It, it's kind of <laughs> funny. Yeah, it's tense. I mean, it's still, like, kind of, like, I was definitely still tense, but not in a, I don't know, like, not in a way that I couldn't handle, you know? Yeah, one of the dudes gets his dick ate off, which is super funny. Super funny. And then Love another it. guy gets... Uh, chopped up by a fan. There's I mean, just hey. a, there's like I mean you love the kill that you can be like fuck yeah. Yeah, this one's really those, fun. Those do not happen in torture porn usually. You're usually like okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say like if someone wants to watch a a fun movie in a group, a fun horror movie, but or is also like slightly curious about torture porn, but only wants to dip their toes in. Like, you get, like, the first half, which is torture porn, and then it totally veers off. So you'd be... You're kind of testing the waters a little bit. Yeah. So, if you like to... If you're, uh... Torture porn curious... <laughs> if you're bi-curious for torture porn... Mm-hmm. This one's a good one. It also gives you some stuff to yell about. If you it like does. a good kill. And it's got some great kills. It's really fun. Honestly, I, this double feature was very... Um, it was a joyful double feature. So. It's a joyful double feature, and it's got like so many parallels. This one, it's like a, it's like mm-hmm. intricate ballet. 
So it is. we've been picking these ones. <laughs> well, I have to thank uh, Claire C. Holland for the storm warning recommendation because um, she's the one that told me. I posted on Twitter and I was just like, I really want woods horror. Like that's um, my other my first my first true love is the internet horror <laughs> subgenre. But like my other one is woods horror, which means Blair Witch is my god because it's both. Yes. Um, but. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, so I was like, give me more woods horror. Give me like the not big shit. Give me the obscure stuff because I need, I need my fix. And so she gave me this one and it, it worked. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Claire C. Holland, for our recommendation. Yeah. For for a recommendation for one of our movies. So great double feature. Thanks also to Claire C. Holland for writing the book that's our namesake. I Am Not Your Final Girl is a book of horror-themed poems, and you can find that in any of the places where they sell books. Um, We have, except for probably we got ours from summer reading at the library, so you probably can't get yours there, but the library might have it. And thanks to Brian Demarest for our show artwork, The Cool Vampire Girl. You can follow him on Instagram at evilflynn. Thanks to Pat Spurlock for being technical and emotional support. You can find him at Phantom Stranger on Facebook mostly, but also Twitter. He might not talk to you on there, though. mostly Facebook. Mm-hmm. Thanks to our network, which is called Morbidly Beautiful. You can follow them on Facebook at Morbidly Beautiful. And you can follow them on Twitter at XMorbidBeautyX. And check out the other shows. There's a lot of other cool people talking about horror and there's also, I mean, I Spit on Your Podcast has specifically a um, series about extreme horror, mm-hmm. which if you're a torture porn fan, you could probably find some cool shit. But also just some incredibly fucked up shit. Love that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And thanks to Ariel for writing our song. That is at the beginning and end of the podcast. It's called Under Your Skin. And you can hear that and buy that on Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, mm-hmm. wherever you want to get stuff. or And or pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's about it, y'all. That's all we got. Thanks for hanging out and talking with us about some misunderstood <laughs> some misunderstood sequels. Not sequels. Misunderstood. I don't know. We'll come up with a title. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. We won't workshop it for everyone, I guess. But also, if ever, if anyone has like recommendations for what to watch, hit us up. Yeah. Someone recently hit us up for a recommendation, and we're we're gonna do it. And we're actually gonna do it with that person. So hit us up for a recommendation. You never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, hit us up. We might ask you to talk about it. But if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. But we just That's like true. to talk to people. Mm-hmm. So if you watched a horror movie you really like, if you want to. Uh, rant at us if you want to um, talk about the movies that we talked about today. You can follow us on Facebook at Not Your Final Girl and join our group, which is called Not Your Final Girl Gang. You can also follow us on Twitter at NYFGPod. Instagram also at NYFGPod. And yeah, we have a letterboxed if you want to look at the movies that we have talked about and um, maybe keep up with movies that we might talk about in the future. Then you can see us on there. Everything will be, all the links and shit are in the show details. Yeah. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, ghouls. See you next time.